Yes, is it addicting? And yes, is it told me that I need to buy an air fryer and I consider buying an air fryer because it keeps telling me how great air fryers are. I mean, get an yes. air fryer. I'm totally so sorry, does. but yes, get an air fryer. It is so <laughs> useful. I'm telling you. I mean, TikTok tells me every day. And so, and now that you've said it, now I have to do it because you look me in the eye. And now if I get it, I'm coming for you. So, um, but that's just it. Welcome to another episode of Biz World. We're so excited. We just got back from the State Career Development Conference, which is an event hosted by the DECA organization for DECA members statewide to compete in role plays and branded events with a grand variety of events ranging from business law to retail merchandising. With this, the conference tests the abilities of many devoted students to place themselves in critical thinking situations and places them outside of their comfort zone. Everyone who qualifies gets to compete internationally with fellow students from other DECA chapters. So that's a pretty cool experience. With that, let's get into today's episode. Marketing. Now that we know the basics of entrepreneurship, finding your mission, building your team, growing your network, let's talk about marketing your business. There are many types of marketing, word of mouth, social media, and out of home advertising, just to name a few. So it can be hard to know where to start. Luckily, we have a business professional here to help us out in our dilemma, welcoming Miss Mia Rosito, the founder of Co Communications. Let's give a hand for Mia Rosito. <laughs> All right, thank you, Miri, for coming here today. Welcome to BizWorld. Thanks. So, as DECA members, we met at VICA's Business Forecast Conference, where we gained more knowledge from industry professionals such as, of course, yourself. And you've helped develop a wide array of businesses, including nonprofit organizations. So is there a method or strategy you found to be successful in your consultations? Oh, thank you. So, you know, we're a business and brand development firm specializing in communications. That means that when we work with clients that are laser focused on being able to effectively communicate to, to their internal teams, as well as the external audiences, and we're really interested in how brands build the business and how the business builds the brand. So to that end, I'm called a few things in the industry. I'm called the fixer and I'm called the dream killer. And so with that in mind, I actually have a few strategies that help me and my team effectively and successfully shape businesses and brands. Um, the first one of those is going to be brutal honesty. So there's no room for sugarcoating anything, no place for gray areas, and definitely no place for ego. So we're having uncomfortable conversations and and we're talking about what's not working and and we're going deep and, and they sometimes get really sticky. We wanna understand where they're heading and why. All of that needs to be set up on a platform of brutal honesty. And these conversations always end up phenomenally, but it's a little bit like therapy. It, hurt, it hurts a little bit. These are hard conversations, but it always ends up for the better. So brutal honesty is one. Uh, the second strategy, and I don't know if it's as much of a strategy as it is just uh, you know, what it is, it's an element, is that there needs to be a human connection. So businesses and brands center around people 
And when you think about who those people are, uh, they're not always the customer or the client. So people work in the business and around the business, and we do our best to work with people who care about people. So, you know, culture really matters. And if you want people to care about what you care about, then you need to make a human connection from all of those angles. And so when we're doing a consultation, we are we are focused on people. It's not it's not bottom lines. You know, for me, if and you'll this will be kind of a theme that, that goes through this whole conversation, which is this is just my way. It's it's not it's not the end all be all. But when I do consultations, I'm not concerned about bottom line. I'm not concerned about profit and loss. That plays into it later on. But in a consultation, it's, it's about people. And then the last thing is that, and this is, this is going to sound counterintuitive, but one of our most successful strategies is that we know when to say no. So when we're doing consultations, and when we're doing anything that we do as far as projects or before projects, even just talking to a prospect, we know when to say no. Uh, our team is not a good fit for this project or no, this client isn't a good fit for us. It ultimately means that we have a firm understanding of our values and what is well within our wheelhouse and anything outside of that, we happily hand over to different experts. And that's been really good for our business because we make a lot of friends that way. Uh, prospects or people appreciate when we say no and they appreciate that honesty. And then other firms refer, you know, see, if as, see us as a referral source as opposed to a competitor. And so it that makes for good business all around. I like that, I like. So it's honesty, communication, and then kind of being like a marksman because true athletes, or not necessarily athletes, but true champions like yourself know when they can take on a challenge and when they can, or maybe when it's just not the right fit or not the right time. Um, I, and I like I the fact- I appreciate you saying I'm a champion. I'm really, <laughs> like, a, really yeah. like, like a broken barn horse, but you know what, I'll take it, I'll take it. Um, and, and I like the fact that you mentioned you're not necessarily in competition with uh, a lot of other people, you're more as a referral. So it's good to coexist and kind of open up that business because it's not very useful to just like burn bridges and say, ha ha, I have it now. And then a few years later they have it and now you're kind of, you know, down in the dumps. Um, it's, I a, like that. it's a small world, like, yeah. uh, you know, depending on, on where, I mean, it just in general, whatever, if you're thinking even about the biggest of brands and the biggest of businesses or, or you know, any, in any industry, let's be honest, it's a small world. And so people that you know now are going to be in positions of power 20, 30 years from now. And you really want to be mindful of, of that network and what that means for everybody. So yeah, I, I, I think you, you don't want to burn bridges and there's enough for everybody. I think that's the other thing is that sometimes in business, people tend to think you know, it's, it's more of like a, a hoarder, like that's mine. You know, I do a lot of work in the nonprofit space and in nonprofits, it's a lot, the mindset is there's only so many dollars. So where do we, where do we get that from? And where do we, how do we direct that towards us and, and our nonprofit? And the fact is, is that there's enough for everybody. Uh, I, I wish that more people thought that way. So following up on that, we read that you are acting business editor for a newly released local newspaper, North Valley News. As a marketing and communication strategist, what made you decide to involve yourself with a print publication in a digital first society? Absolutely. And for, for North Valley News, I'm actually the publisher too. So I'm very, I'm very excited about that. 
you know, Kathleen Sterling has been publishing her newspapers for 40 years, and she is a magnificent human being. Uh, Kathleen has built Valley News Group into a trusted resource for the communities that the papers serve. And she truly has such love and respect for our communities. And so I met Kathleen back when I was first starting out and she took me under her wing and she flew me all around the various chambers and neighborhood councils and all the networking meetings. And she really mentored me in everything, the San Fernando Valley. And so I really, and kind of my whole life, I have a, an appreciation for newspapers. Newspapers are a treasure trove of information. And, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for the written word. I'm a sucker for niche magazines. I mean, you guys would, you guys would be like, really? Did you really buy that? I, I could go to Barnes and Noble and go through the magazine sections and just like read about all the different niches. It's just very fascinating to me. So yes, you know, you can get everything online and you can go to Nextdoor and Facebook and Twitter and those, those, all those news sources serve their purpose. They, they have a purpose and, and they serve it. But newspapers specifically, they reflect your community and their windows into the lives of your neighbors and their kids and the history and what's being built on the corner or what events are happening at the local park. And let's be honest, there are no online trolls to like suck the fun out of that, right? So it's really there there's no there's no debates and it's not it's not messy or uncomfortable and you're not getting involved in like what political parties are it's it's news and so everything that you read is being narrated in your own voice and therefore the job of the newspaper is to educate and inspire that is my personal life's mission is to educate and inspire that's honestly what at at our firm those are just the two pillars that we stand on is that anything that we do for our clients has to be educational or inspirational. And so partnering with Kathleen on this venture was a no brainer. And I couldn't be more excited to launch the North Valley news. I, the North Valley is an extraordinary place has so much to offer and newspapers are, they get right at the heart of the community. So that's, that's what, that's what I'm excited to do it. That's great. I find it fascinating how you find stories that you're inspired from magazines from Barnes and Noble. That's very old fashioned. So old fashioned. I, <laughs> it's ridiculous. In fact, I'll even I'll even do you one even more mortifying. There is a movie uh, called Working Girl, and I there's a scene in it where she gets all of her business ideas from the gossip pages in the back of the newspaper, and I absolutely not ashamed to say it. I have done so much business by reading local papers, reading magazines, you know, figuring out the gossip and connecting all the pieces and connecting community members and leaders to, to pull off marketing initiatives and activations through the most obscure places. And so if I travel, I often will pick up the local papers. I will often just for fun, grab newspapers, niche newspapers, niche magazines. And it's it's a very good study in understanding what everyone else is doing. And so it is so old fashioned and you are, I'm sure you're not done finding out how ridiculously old fashioned I am. This is probably, <laughs> probably at, the, at the tip of that iceberg.
And we mentioned living in the era of digital media, digital everything. So of the many marketing channels out there, for example, email, social media, influencer marketing, which do you believe is the most effective today and why? So being old fashioned, do you guys have any idea which one I'm, I'm most passionate about? We would assume newspapers. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yes, so word of mouth. I am a diehard believer in word of mouth advertising and I'll, and I'll tell you why. So emails, social media, blogs, advertisers as a whole. So those messages are being delivered to you via third party, right? But like word of mouth, you have to look me in the eye and you have to give me your opinion. You have to tell me, you have to, you have to give me that information. And that is an intimate, personal exchange. If you sell me up the river, I can totally come back to you and look you in the eye. And, and you know what, that's like an intimidating experience. And if it's done wrong, if it's done right, it can be confrontational. And so nobody wants that. And, and back to that idea of online trolls, if online trolls had to do what they had to do person to person, eye to eye, I can pretty much guarantee you they would not say what they say online <laughs> behind the, the, you know, anonymous filter of the, of the screen. And so they'd never say that those flippant comments like that. And so I, I face to face, eye to eye, word of mouth, I promise you that when it comes to marketing and advertising, there's not a more powerful, you know, uh, um, proposition. If you're, if you're in sales, it's like, it's like, it's a slam dunk close. 92% of people believe recommendations from their friends and family. It was, it was a Nielsen, uh, poll. So 92% of, of people. And so my goal is to help my clients execute just remarkable, wildly successful strategies that don't cost an arm and a leg and that are unique and that they get people to get their people to engage. And, and that to me, there's nothing more satisfying than word of mouth and, and getting that buzz of this person told that person and, and it just, it's so satisfying. It's like an itch that you just can't stop like scratching because it feels so good. I highly agree with that. Um, also, because I have like very clear examples of restaurants or like having to go to a mechanic. Of course, you see all the ads like, oh, best mechanic, lowest prices, this, this, and that. You ask your uncle, you ask a family member, a friend, hey, what's like, what's really good though? Mm -hmm. like, what's what's really the best place? And, and that's true. Um, and I appreciate that because it leads to businesses that are mostly organic, but designed in a sense where they're not, it's not too much advertising. Cause sometimes I personally feel uncomfortable when like I get advertised too much and then I kind of get like, re I repel away from that brand or whatever that item is. Um, but when it's organic and, uh, and of course the business has to be designed, but it designed in a way that's so organic and so natural to hear from people in word of mouth really <laughs> incentivizes me to go purchase that service or to go purchase that product or at least check it out. Yep. Which is really and cool. And that's and that's kind of the magic. And again, when I I'm so focused and fascinated at the intersection of business and brand. And so to your point, you know, that experience, it's gotta carry through from beginning to middle to end. So I talk about introduction, realization, and follow-up. And so when I think about, you know, the journey, 
And so if you're told from your you know, uncle that you have to go to this mechanic, this mechanic's super trustworthy, um, does great work, now it is really important that that mechanic is aware that that is the brand that that is being told right like that's that's the perception of his brand and so his or her brand sorry mechanic could be a woman and so the point is is that you can now if you know that if you're doing your due diligence and you are aware of what people are you know portraying your brand as well now you have to live up to that so the introduction the realization and the follow-up does it carry through on all those things so it's it's an amazing rabbit hole i i love it (laughs) (laughs) so to that point how do you address the rise of inflation to effectively manage and add dollars to create the best case scenario for data-driven results so between inflation and where we're at with this hopeful tail end of the COVID-19 pandemic, the consumers are, are ready to spend, you guys. They're ready to spend, <laughs> like they're setting money on fire, even though, even though money's more expensive. And they're justifying these splurges and, and these luxury spends because they feel that they've been denied that for a long time. So it's it's this really fascinating intersection. And so I want to reiterate that I am not the rule, but right, like this is just me. But for me and my clients, I'm obsessed with solving their customers' problems. And so the clients I work with, they're not trying to sell 40 carat diamonds. They're they're not trying to sell luxury yachts. That's not the client that I serve. Those are great. And there is absolutely a lucrative market out there, uh, but that's that's just not me. So when a client comes to me and has a very tight budget, but needs to make an, an impact and, and they need to get their message to exactly the right person at the right time, every ad dollar needs to hit properly. So, so we do so much research. We spend a lot of our time doing research understanding the problems and what potential solutions exist and then we create advertising and 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 advertising strategies and campaigns that hit perfectly and drive action right so it's it's we're so conscious we really take it on and so if a client's going to spend money when it's most expensive and they don't have a lot of money we take on so much responsibility for doing that. So it's really about homework and and understanding as much as we can and painting pictures of all different possibilities and then making sure that we can test everything and and let it hit right. So we we never want to come back and think, man, like we, we should have tried that or why didn't we think of that? So it's really about exhausting all avenues and and again, aligning with what our clients' goals are and their values and their vision. So adding, adding on to that, is there a company that stands out to you that's effectively implemented to any one of these platforms in their marketing strategy? So this one, this one's a little bit, this one's a little, for me, so it's kind of a, again, a, a circle or a rabbit hole. So, so TikTok. TikTok, <laughs> their viral brand equity is just off the charts, right? And I mean, but like rightfully so, rightfully so. When you think about TikTok, you know, very little friction, highly, 
highly engaging, seamless structure. And I mean, they went from zero to 219 million in the blink of an eye, right? I mean, sort of, no, nothing's like overnight, overnight success, but you know, fairly, fairly quickly. And so that was, that was so much, you know, word of mouth advertising. So if you, if you take that and now you, you think about the people and the content creators who are on TikTok and distributing their content on TikTok, and more often than not, their success is thanks to, you know, word of mouth advertising. So it's, it's, it's meta. It's, it's wildly addicting. It's, it's entertaining. It, TikTok knows your soul, you guys. And that's, <laughs> and that's because their algorithm is clearly some sentient being from another planet that is living in the future. And cause it, it just, it knows you, it knows me better than anyone. I don't know about you guys, but it knows that I love you know, watching other people cook because I, I don't cook. It knows that <laughs> I have crippling anxiety and I, I, I curse a lot more than I should. And it knows that I love that when people fall down, I laugh every time. <laughs> so every time I log on, I it, it sees me, it knows me, it feeds me exactly what I want. And then what do I do? I send it to all my friends and family. And, and you know, again, it's just this incredible, incredible rabbit hole. Do you guys, do you guys love TikTok? Yes. I've tried to stay away from it to stay yeah, alive. It's very addicting. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Um, and also adding on to that, I think it is quite fascinating in the way that you explain the effect of TikTok and obviously it's incredible viral brand and, and just the amount of access that they've distributed all across the globe. It, it's, it's mad. Um, but I think one of the reasons why that is, is adding on to your point previously, that it's word of mouth. If you say that TikTok knows you. So if you see a video on TikTok saying like, oh, you guys got to check out this brand. You have to check out this toothpaste or this certain restaurant. You feel that sort of personal connection, which only adds on top of the word of mouth and kind of makes you delve in more into whatever, you know, said product is advertised. Um, and I think that's really, kind of scary, <laughs> but oh, also really fascinating. It's uh, genius. I, I have to tell you, but you know, and, and I have, I have two daughters, but with the power of TikTok, I can tell you that they want to travel to places that they never thought that they'd want to travel before. They want to try different cuisines. Uh, I, and I don't think that's just my daughters. I think that that's everybody. I think whatever age group, I think whatever, like you find your people, you find your group on, on TikTok. And, and yes, I, I think that, I mean, if you were listening to the state of the union, you know, there's this whole thing about social media and it's, you know, ruining the world. And are there aspects to, to social media that can be toxic and manipulative and, and all of that? Yes. However, if there are also just some extraordinary benefits and, and for people that are looking to connect with other people and have, you know, similar experiences and, and all of that, TikTok's an extraordinary platform. And yes, is it addicting? And yes, is it told me that I need to buy an air fryer and I consider buying an air fryer because it keeps telling me how great air fryers are. I mean, get an yes. air fryer. I'm totally so sorry, does. but yes, get an air fryer. It is so <laughs> useful. I'm telling you. I mean, TikTok tells me every day. And so, and now that you've said it, now I have to do it because you look me in the eye. And now if I get it, 
I'm coming for you. So, um, <laughs> but that's just it. I, it's, it's just, I, I love it. And I don't just love it from a business and brand perspective. Cause that's like a whole, whole university course in and of itself, but just from user experience, you know, if you're thinking about business, you're wanting to remove the greatest amount of friction. You're wanting engagement. You're wanting, you know, the 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 people to connect with you. It's just, it's check, 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 check. It's perfect. Yeah, like with everything, you just have to do it right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so then, based on everything we've discussed, what would you say is the most important to ensure a successful marketing strategy? Great, great question. So I'm going to sound maybe a little bit redundant. It's going to be communication, right? We talked about brutal honesty, transparency, collaboration. I, I can't tell you enough that success, it's, it's honest discussions and active listening. Listening is an underappreciated skill that, you know, active listeners understand the problems and then it's about finding your team that can build solutions. It, it, and in order to get to that place, you have to ask the hard questions and you have to have honest conversations. I say that creativity, I am a sucker for pattern interrupts and sly wit and dynamic designs that encourage people to see the world and, and things differently. So that spurs success every time. I would say probably if I had to say the last one, one that's really important is work ethic. So in this age of remote working and global teams and, and like complete digital presence, like I have a lot of clients that they've been working with people they've never met and for years. And so work ethic and integrity has just never been more important. And so for me, I trust my teams completely. And that's not to say that, that they don't require, you know, management, uh, Nicola, my business partner and, and, and COO, you know, she is as talented as managing people as anyone I've ever known. And, and she's taught me that trust is key. So you still have to manage people, but trust is key. And we have to trust our team to design and to develop, develop and deliver what our clients need. And our team is as tied to the results as, as our clients are tied to those results. And so work ethic can't be taught. It, it, it's got to be nurtured and developed. And it's so important for successful marketing because without work ethic, without integrity, like it's just a sales job. It's, it's just a commodity. And if I wanted to be in that business, well, then I would be selling yachts and 40 karat diamonds. And so that's not, that is not what I am doing. Uh, our team wants to make our clients' dreams come true. And we want to make their customers and their clients' dreams come true. And so work ethic is that, is that like linchpin piece that, that makes great business and brand development. That is very amazing. Very fascinating. That's deep. <laughs> so... If I had asked you guys, what are your takeaways from anything that I've said? Communication. It's all about communication because what are we? We are humans. We are social. And that is the base <laughs> of our existence. Um, and specifically within communication, lots of integrity, lots of honesty. Um, no, or is it, is it <clears throat> dodging around the bush or not dodging around the bush? Beating around, beating around, beating around, the, around the, bush. the bush. So are you supposed to do that? You're not supposed to do that. I forgot. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. So don't beat around the bush. Um, be straightforward, be honest, learn be to sincere. accept um, constructive criticism, constructive criticism. Yeah. be kind, mm -hmm. be you kind, never know. but 
be honest. I, you true, guys are, true. it's, it's, it's again, hard conversations and mm-hmm. that's not just in business. I think that that's in life. So whenever it comes to communication, it's, it's finding ways to, to connect with people and to build rapport and then kind of have those hard conversations, hard conversations, build community, they, they build relationships. And so whether we're doing that in our personal lives and if we're doing that in our professional lives, it just makes for good business all around every time. Um, I found that it's also important to just, you know, keep a lookout for newspapers and magazines because you never know when another idea will strike if you just like stick to online sources. So. That makes me so happy. I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm telling you, the next time, do you guys ever go to like uh, Brent's Deli and they have all the magazine racks there? Okay, so you guys have to do that. Like, pick up there, and it's so fascinating. You're just you're like, what? I mean, it, it really is. It's really fascinating if you do it. So, I just wanted to comment about something that you said earlier about the TikTok thing. I think it's crazy because if you notice the extent of all the like how the marketing goes as far like there's been like social media influencers that have like literally gone from just being teenagers to like being featured in the Super Bowl commercial like it's insane and it's ironic how you were saying the word of mouth because one of like the most um, famous trends that came around was the salmon rice bowl and it was literally a girl not even saying anything it was just her putting food in like no words just that and then it, it like went as far to go into Trader Joe's like I remember yeah. seeing it and I was like this was literally on TikTok and like not even by saying anything it was just one video and I just thought that was so funny to think about it's, it is it's fascinating and, mm-hmm. and you know at the same time and I I get a lot of clients that ask me I, how do I go viral I want to go viral how do I go viral <laughs> and again that to me like that's not the goal and and that's just me I there are I, Speaking of TikTok, I don't know if you guys saw this. Adweek was just talking about this today. So a kid on, on on TikTok had said, you guys, like to his circle of influence, let's let's we plan out an old navy commercial, right? Like what would that look like? So they went back and forth and they were like, let's do this and let's have the family jumping and let's so old navy gets a hold of it. They take their agency, just just came down today. It's honestly like it's the pop-ups of what everybody contributed. It should be this, it should be dad's dancing. You know, don't forget the logo. Old Navy with the Martin Agency totally made that whole commercial and drops for their spring campaign. And like that goes, you know, you have TikTok, you have this creator that was like, let's just do this for fun. And then it ends up as a as a national, national commercial. commercial. So you never know where things are going to lead to. I will say though, that global fame is not as great nor as sexy as it looks and so (laughs) nothing comes easy with with um with fame and with all of that like again it's the online trolls it's the haters it's 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 that's the side that nobody really likes to talk about and so when you go back to business if you can build something that it has relationships and integrity and, and all of it all around it's so much more of a beautiful place to when you can wake up in the morning and you know who you're talking to, what you're doing, why you're doing it, like the values of it. It's it's so much more fulfilling. And I know that those those things going viral, it seems like it's like extraordinary and great. But I mean, I would argue that then everybody is like, so what's next? 
Like, what are you gonna do next? You did the salmon bowl. So like, if she literally does like a pear tart and people are gonna be like, oh my God. So like, were you like not into avocados? Do you hate <laughs> avocados? And you're like, well, you can't win. And so I, I, I like to stay, I like to stay in my lane, you guys. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Mary, for taking your time and interviewing with us. And we'd also like to congratulate you again on being business editor and publisher for North Valley News. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. If I may say so myself, I, I think you're going places, kid. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. DECA teaches an intro to business course that emphasizes the four P's, as we call them. Product. Price place, and promotion. But we just learned that there's a fifth P. People! Or in Spanish, we call them la gente o personas. <laughs> You're listening to His World. Turn that potential into kinetic learning.